0: Previously on the Dave and Steve show.
1: I, I saw something this week that I really liked it enough to like, send it to you guys because it, I don't, I, I didn't know what
0: the hell you were talking about. What kind of strip mall doctor do you go to? <laughs> <laughs> I like my doctor rash watch 2021. Did you do anything worth talking about on the show this week? I well, didn't no, think so.
2: No, absolutely not. There was, there wasn't anything of, uh, of any consequence at all.
0: We even we even had one. I, I won't even say who it was. We had a member of the show almost poop himself. Tudyk. 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 T U D
1: Y K.
2: Kept a normal BMI throughout their whole. I think I was gonna say bowel movement or something. I wasn't exactly sure what stopped the show.
1: Show me that smile again.
0: I will take my shirt off right now, and I will show you little sons of bitches what a dad dadbot is. Show number 43 of the Dave and Steve show. I am Dave sitting right alongside me. a mere 27 miles away is Steve. Oh, and I'm, I'm super excited to be here. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. I was
2: 43 when we started this show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, this, wow. This has been, if you guys tuned in last week, if you listened at all, you heard that we had some issues getting that show in the can pales in comparison to what we just went through this week. (laughs) Uh, We have, uh, again, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but we have uh, a member of the show who tends to have some technical difficulties at times, isn't always on top of things when it comes to the technical side of things. Lots of things happened. That person had lots of issues. And so we're about 40 minutes past when we said we were going to start recording the show, but we're recording it now. Everything's working and I think we're all set, right?
1: Yeah. Oh Well, how about this? We are actually uh, 24 hours and 40 minutes so you guys can both suck it.
0: <laughs> well, first so, of all, somebody's pretty yeah. defensive, so I think we know <laughs> who, who may have had the yeah, issues. It's,
1: it's uh it's me and I have a hodgepodge of um of uh, of technology that is all wired together here uh from like the 1930s on up until last year.
0: Well, let's so. let's walk through this journey a little bit because every week consistently Tracy sits in the same chair at the same mic at the same desk. I mm-hmm. stand at the same spot in front of the same desk in front of the same mic. You have recorded from your office you have recorded there was at one point you look like hugh hefner doing a podcast you were laying in your bed with yeah, a headset that one,
2: on that one was uncomfortable <clears throat> at first very much and then i not be, for me recording I, yeah, in your I,
0: bedroom but all along the way you know there'd be the well we're we're redoing the office we're doing a lot we're painting in here so things are a little echoey things are going on well i had to move out into this other into the bedroom while because something's going on in the office hey we've got the office all squared. then the big news came we're building, we're finishing off the shed that we've got out in the backyard. This this thing is going to be the music and podcast room. This is going to be where we get away to do this kind of stuff. This was built up. You've moved into that place. You've changed hardware 17 times since moving into that place. <laughs> I've seen you at different angles. This is not a huge building that you're in. I've seen you in 28 different angles in that building. Yeah. This has been an ongoing thing that still hasn't quite settled out.
1: Oh, it's a battle. it's it, it, and it's a battle every week. Um, yesterday, I was excited because I was c- gonna come out a half hour early and set everything up so that it was you know, the good mic, the good setup, make sure everything was handled. Um, and that would have that would have worked out well. Today was a little bit different because I was under the gun um, and I, I was I, I drove uh, Zach to the ski area this morning and then went up and picked him up and brought him back. So that didn't give me a lot of time to get this all set up tonight the way I like to. And the reason I have to, I have to take it down and reset it up is because the studio still, is not a great big place? And through the week, Zach is doing school in here and he's, um, and he warms up for track in here. So he has like a couple of mats that he lays out, which means I can't just leave the, microphone up. Like I would like to, I would love to just come in, sit down and go to town because how I have, can you I have hear what he's
2: YouTube? doing from a distance without having a microphone in the room? Right.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: That's what I was thinking. It's yeah. the only
0: way you can <laughs> eavesdrop on him is if you leave a hot mic in there. Hey, um, that's, that's true. So you said yes. skiing. So one of the things that's happening right now is everybody is buckling down for what is supposed to be snowmageddon. We get one of these like once a year in the Seattle area where we get nothing even close to what like a New York or a Boston or a place like that gets as far as snowfall. But we get a healthy enough snowfall to where it covers the roads, it covers the yards and things like that. And everybody just goes apeshit and loses their minds. And right now, so we're supposed to get some snow tonight into tomorrow. It's supposed to be, listen, a decent amount, not nothing crazy, but six to eight inches is what I've heard. I went, I didn't purposely go to the supermarket tonight to stock up because of the snow because frankly the snow's gonna last two days at most maybe three days if we really get lucky it's gonna be here for a couple of days but i had i went to get dinner for my family and in doing so right next to where i was getting the dinner there's a there's a hagen supermarket i stopped in to get just a couple of things beverages for like the dinner and the meal it was pandemonium that that place was packed the parking lot typically is wide open it was packed i was having a hard time finding a spot there were carts going in and out constantly all of the lines were 10 people deep it was insane for what is going to effectively be maybe two days i don't understand it is the if especially if you live in this area you get tired of people You get tired of people panicking over the snow. You also get equally tired of people saying they don't understand why people panic over the snow. But I don't understand why people panic over the snow. It is insane. I
2: just don't think people have much stuff in their houses. I mean, just I I I just don't think people plan ahead much uh, for anything. And so when they think they're going to be inconvenienced for as little as two days, three days, it's. um...
0: But I said, like the guy, three people in front of me in the line when I was paying to when I was checking out had four of the milk jug sized things of water as though we were going to suddenly because we got snowfall lose all 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 drinkable water like what is going to happen to the water system because of snow and people just buying weird shit and just being weird like I I don't know I don't get it but uh, we got Chinese food and it was pretty good Oh,
1: yeah. So what, what, what kind of Chinese food did you get?
0: So we got like, the, <clears throat> we got American Chinese food. We got the, and we even well, got like a, the, that's the
2: best kind.
0: We literally talked about this, like General Tso's chicken, which is one of the things you can get at most Sichuan places. Yeah. That thing that there's no, no doubt in my mind, that was specifically engineered for American audiences. They, they said, let's take chicken. Let's deep fry it. Let's put ketchup on it and some sugar on it. And the Americans will eat the shit out of this and we will sell a gajillion dollars worth of this stuff. And that's exactly what it is. It's candy. Yeah, it's candied (laughs) chicken. It's the thing that sits right next to sweet and sour chicken. Of Like how much sugar can we put on it so that the dumb Americans go and eat it all? And we ate a ton of it tonight. It was great. But I did. So the one thing I wanted to say is if you guys can't tell, I've lost a member of the family. I I have I have lost evil cooter. I got a haircut this oh, week. Oh yeah,
1: you did.
0: It is it is gone. The mullet is gone. And it's the first haircut I got in probably 15 months. So it's 15 months worth of growth gone. I feel naked. I feel a little weird. But yeah, it's it's gone and I'm trimmed back to my my normal length now. So
1: Well, the, you, I mean it looks look great. Yeah. Did they let you keep it?
0: Right. Uh and the the uh <laughs> Because I hadn't gone to get my hair cut since all this kicked off, I didn't know what to expect from like a hair salon. What I found is that I was the only person in the hair salon. There were 20 chairs in there, and I was the only one sitting in a chair. So I think I think COVID, just like a lot of people, has been pretty hard on the, the hairstylist industry because it was just me in there, which I was thankful for in a selfish way because I didn't have to worry about anybody else being in there or you know who I came in contact with or anything like that. But at the same time, this was a nice big salon that was empty other than me. Um, but, yeah. Well, I'm, everybody
2: had already gone and got their hair cut by that, by that time,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the last of the holdouts, yeah. So I did it all because, as I've told you guys, I, I had a big week at work, and I, I, I really don't want to get into the specifics because it's boring and because I just don't want to share the specifics on a on a show that's heard by millions of people. But for those of you who don't know – we've made hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars from this podcast alone but we only record it once a week and i like to keep busy so i have a day job that i just kind of hang around with you know i do i I phone it in for the most part yeah we all
1: kind of dabble in as
0: we've all done as the three of us have all done like we adapted to get something to to pass the time during the day so this job uh, this week was an extra stressful week on a number of of levels and then I was talking to Tracy and Tracy had an equally stressful week at his job. I don't know what it is about the way things have aligned this week, but this, this was the week from hell and I'm so glad that it's over and I'm just talking shit with you guys on a podcast now.
2: Yeah, this is the, this is the best. I, yeah, I worked, uh, 13 hours yesterday and that means being in one room in my house that, which is terrible. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, cause I'm in it with me that <laughs> awful, awful company. <laughs> does, that,
1: oh, does I, that guy
2: hate talking to you yeah absolutely I mean so and I'm I'm done listening and so yeah I was like I was rendering video last night and fell asleep while it was w- waiting
0: so Tracy tell so you had a bit of an escapism though tell tell everybody what happened
2: remind me what I said, your bike, what,
0: your, your ride.
2: Oh, and so yeah, this weekend it was actually kind of funny because it was this, this last Sunday I was at home and then I just, I got my coat on and I was I put my knit cap on and I was, went to the garage and then I thought I saw my bicycle there and I thought I I could use that. And so I got on my bicycle and then I left <laughs> and I came back four and a half hours later. I went like 31 Didn't tell your family, didn't,
0: didn't let I anybody know. I didn't tell know. my
2: family. I didn't do anything. I just left. I didn't want to be home anymore. And I was thinking, you know, the thing, we've had just really cold weather. It's been difficult to, to exercise outside. So I just started like just riding. I didn't know how far I'd go. So I went and I, I didn't plan. I just went and then I connected to the North Creek Trail. like up by my house or so like South Everett. And then like took the North Creek trail all the way down to the Sammamish river trail. And then I was like, well, I'll just head toward Redmond. So then I just like headed toward, you know, the Marymore trail. So I mean, well, I'm, I'm covering like 16, 17 miles one way. So I, I ride up to like the fake wine country that we have in the Woodinville area. <laughs> so I'm up at like Chateau San Michelle. And I realized right. I didn't plan. I didn't bring water. And I, I've uh, I've exerted myself a little bit. You should so have I went said something.
1: I am literally a quarter mile from there. <laughs> like, I can walk there from, and I have walked there from my house uh, frequently. That, I could have just that, brought you some water. That, well, okay, I know that now. I but, I, uh, I said
0: Tracy effectively did the biking version of Forrest Gump, where he just got out and started, started riding started grinding. and didn't stop.
2: So I, I I go into the like in, into the shop area where of uh, Chateau Saint Michel and I was like, hey, do you guys do you guys have any water? And they're like, and because the the county has shut down all the like drinking fountains, like mm-hmm. that, that's unsanitary. I'm gonna catch all kinds of things in that. So <laughs> yeah. and I have no <laughs> bottle with me. So so they're like, would you like to buy a bottle of wine? And I'm thinking that probably is gonna make my Drinking a bottle of wine could make my biking yeah. trip. A little Although it would little.
0: have been a baller move if you had bought their most expensive bottle, dumped it out, and filled it with water from the tap. Or
1: totally uh, like looking them in the eye.
0: Done yeah. the. Uh,
1: was it
2: uh, sideways? Was it the the movie with. Uh, uh, paul giamatti and like di- like dipped the like spit cup <laughs> into my <laughs> mouth or something yeah, like that yeah. and just dump it on the ground <laughs> yeah but uh so then no they didn't have any water and i was like well i didn't uh i didn't want any wine so i was like i i and i was nowhere near water unless like steve had water so mm-hmm. i i called steve steve's like
0: who's this
1: and i was like ah, oh, damn it uh, Only on Thursday, Tracy. Yeah. Only on Thursday. A <laughs> quick, quick uh,
0: bit of breaking news. I just looked out the window. Uh, Snow Watch 2021. It's too dark out there. I couldn't see anything. Back yeah, to you. I couldn't
2: see anything yeah. outside either. And and my, if I, I went to ask my kids, but they were in front of screens, so right. they weren't interested in right. what's going on outside. Yeah. So I, I rode back. I came back. It was about four hours later. And did, uh, so the
0: big question is: Did anybody notice you were gone?
2: Oh, yeah, they knew okay. I was gone. Okay. In fact, uh, the kids had come down and uh, and uh, apparently they'd asked my wife about it. it. Was I had been gone for a couple hours and they're like, where did dad go? And they're like, he took his bike somewhere. And so they came down an hour later and they're like, where's dad again? And they're like, he took his bike somewhere like they didn't, that didn't register with them. Yeah. No, nobody missed me or anything. And it I,
1: sounds like barely
2: a shit was given. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that, that really, and here's, here's another thing. And I'll say this cause my, I don't know, this will actually tell whether or not my wife actually listens to the podcast. Like when I, when I got married, uh, many years ago, <laughs> probably, I don't know, like 16 years ago. Um, <laughs> I uh I weighed more than I do now. And uh I weigh like I weigh like a 10th grader now. I mean, I I have an awesome body. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. in poor lighting, my stomach looks flat. Agreed. So, um so I uh I uh uh my wedding ring does not fit anymore. It just comes off in the shower, it comes off when I'm doing other things when I'm exerting myself. And uh I don't you know, uh, finger, I finger finger myself exactly yeah and so i i don't want to lose that so i st- i stuck it away and uh, your finger but y- yes my finger and okay. then with the ring on it
0: okay oh, oh
2: uh, yeah and then i the then ring. i ordered a, a prosthetic finger on uh online anyway uh so what i did is i i would my ring came was specially made and came from another um island country west of uh england so and you only it, have uh, one
1: kidney keep going i know
2: exactly so <laughs> and,
0: and he doesn't watch tv
2: so carry on i was i had contacted like where i got it and and to see if i could get this but and you may not have heard the the price of gold has gone up and gold jewelry in in particular has it's the it rings more than my marriage is worth. what the so, hell
0: is happening right now so what I'm. <laughs> what is, is happening
2: say, so the ring, the ring to replace the ring in the size that I need costs too much. So I got, I got pretty much the exact design of ring in sterling silver. It's, it's lighter was a lot less expensive. But honestly, it more reflects the quality of my marriage as well. And so I went and got it this week. It came the mail. I went ahead and put it on. No one in my, no one in my family, including my wife has even noticed. I haven't worn a wedding ring in 10 years. I'm wearing it this week. No one said a word nobody cares I was gone all day Sunday nobody cares
0: to be fair it does like it's it's silver but it also like silver on pale and I I've got listen I've got pale skin too it doesn't it blends in a little bit. It's not like like I have a black band. It's hard to I, not see the black band. That's like, what I
2: needed because I don't tan well. I, do, right. I don't tan well. I right. mean, if I'm in the sun for like a couple of hours, have I don't you even thought look tan. About, I don't even look burned. I look dirty. Like somebody threw dirt on me. Have that's you thought about
0: tanning your wedding ring?
2: Well, I'm I'm looking into that now that you, uh, now that you say that. But, you know uh, so anyway,
0: who's going to notice that
1: silver wedding band? every perkins waitress they're going yeah. yeah. to know that 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 the silver is like a yellow light at the <laughs> intersection okay it's either it's either caution or speed up and go faster
2: yes. i'm not even pumping the brakes for you sugar <laughs>
0: Where is our closest Perkins? Because I would love to do a show from there. I feel like they 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 would be more than happy. I think happy to uh,
2: have it. I think the greater Yakima or Tri Cities yeah. area has a uh, has a Perkins, but uh...
0: there's still a Perkins in Ellensburg. There is, yeah. There's we might no. have to go hit that one. <laughs> I like okay. that
1: like you're like oh, that's loud. that's that's a Perkins of last resort. Well,
0: the, it beca- yeah. only because I know, and this is this is not meant in a disparaging way at all. Because let me explain. We're going to run into somebody we went to high school with who is a a, ser, a service person at this Perkins. And it's not because that's a demeaning job. It's you're a hardworking person. I just don't want to run into somebody. The people that I went to high school with that I want to keep in contact with, I've kept in contact with. And I don't want to bump into somebody at Perkins and have an awkward conversation with somebody that I don't want to keep up with anyway. This is why I'm what not What Dave at-
1: means is is he he doesn't want to have to stop our show again and again and have a meaningful <laughs> conversation with the people yeah. that we know. Yeah. Now yeah, now- I, uh,
2: there's a chapter in my book where I detail Dave going back home to his hometown. Yeah. And you'll learn the truth really about what his true feelings are about going home.
0: I love uh, we're Steve, we're gonna get to what you did in just a second, but I'm gonna go off on this for just a second because I I I struggle myself with going back to my hometown because I am I am this weird extroverted introvert or introverted extrovert, I'm not sure which one it is, where I'm actually very socially awkward. I don't do well in situations with really any large crowd of people, any group of people, or somebody that I haven't seen in a long time that I did know relatively well and, frankly, that our school was small enough. I knew everybody there relatively well. Right. And so I think at times, and maybe this is just me projecting or having issues like self-conscious issues, I often feel like I'm seen as arrogant or standoffish with the people in my hometown because I don't go back a lot and I don't engage with them a lot. But it's not because I don't think they're great people. It's my own personal hang-ups that I have when it comes to awkward conversations and things of that nature. And the people that I have stuck with and, and do keep up communication with, like Steve, it's because I'm I'm so comfortable around him I have no problem talking to Steve I, like we can have normal conversations I feel very normal if I get in any other situation I just I just get too wrapped around the axle and I can't do it
1: Oh Dave you would be welcome back like a king compared to me I am
0: <laughs> well I yeah am, your I, Facebook I cannot, posts, yeah
1: I can't go back yeah I, 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 I will have to sneak back into the valley to see my parents. With like fake, with like like heavy prosthetic makeup, that's how it's going to have to go down. I, well, after
2: forever. that Occupy Wall Street's uh, shenanigans you pulled in Kittat, yeah. Um I have it's
1: no I have said
0: this to Steve, and I'm being semi serious. For those of you listening who don't know, Steve and I played in a band together for many years, and every so often we go back and we have a reunion of that same band, and we play at the bar in our small hometown, and it's always a fun party, lots of people there. Between the last time that we played and this time, lots of things have happened on the political spectrum. Things, Lots of <laughs> headlines I'm sure you're all aware of. And Steve has Steve has strong opinions on the side that he's on. And he has voiced those opinions in a town where people have strong opinions on the other side of the spectrum. And so I have said to Steve now, I'm actually nervous for you the next time we go to play. Not because any of those people sober would do anything at all. But because we're playing at a bar and liquor changes people a lot. And I by the end that. of the night, when people have had several shots, you're going to get the that's that asshole damn that has been posting those things on Facebook that so and so told me about. And suddenly we've got a, a drunk person trying to get on the stage to fight Steve over his drum set.
1: And, and they're going to be in for a big surprise because I'm like super in the mood. Like I, I'm, re- I'm ready to go.
0: I, I, I'll I'll lose an eye. I don't. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm, when you said in the mood, it got weird. I didn't know where you were going with. Yeah, that.
1: I mean, I didn't
2: know, but I mean, <laughs> that's you know, that's another thing that alcohol does too. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. I've done a lot of reading on it. And yeah. It, it, does, uh, it does. So change. I get up on.
0: The, I'm, I'm three sheets to the wind. I get up on the stage to fight the drummer, and he pulls it out. I don't. I have no idea. It's the weirdest thing I've ever Whoa. had. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoa that's put just that a, thing away. a tactic.
1: That's a, yeah. that's a tactic I use yeah. to uh, de-escalate. <laughs> and sometimes it works. And
0: sometimes it gets kicked. So. We're just, yeah. listen, Steve, we're too old. We are too old to be engaging in barroom fights. And I don't, I would, yeah. I would throw one punch. My shoulder would give out. <laughs> And I'd ask for a timeout. It wouldn't happen, and I'd get the shit kicked out of me on the bar floor. Like that's the way it would yeah. go because I'm old.
1: That's the nice thing. Well, that's the nice thing. That's one of that's one of the upsides to um, uh, to uh, mental depression is that you can just hit the off switch and say, "This is it. How how? Let's go. Right. Let's let's put it all into the last few moments. <laughs> I'm all forward. in." yeah
2: it's
0: all to to give you some context and i'm not speaking too out of turn here but to give you some context as far as this bar goes two times ago when we played our reunion show at this bar our singer's family got in a huge barroom fight with our singer's family they fought (laughs) they fought each other in the bar like this is that's a rough town. That is a very it's hard working yeah. salt of the earth blue collar people who can who can go. They like to they like to work hard, they like to drink and they like to fight sometimes each other.
1: They they will also like to come and listen to us. So, you know, um as long as as long as there's a, you know, a secure back door that I can get out. Yeah. Um yeah. I think, you know.
0: Or as long as we have a
1: Nobody knows what car I drove in.
0: As long as we haven't know. played Brown-Eyed Girl for the third time that night, you might be okay. If we can trot it out one more time and get everybody dancing, then you might you might have a stay of execution. <laughs> All right, Steve, what'd you do last week?
1: Uh last week I got rid of my rash. Yeah. Um,
0: it, yes.
1: Yeah, so it's it's um it's like 90% gone. It's not that bad. It's um so L- Rash Watch 2021 is is gonna is is officially over
0: so I that
2: think. was three three weeks then you had predicted that you were gonna if if the range was if the if the long end of the range was four weeks you were going to have four weeks so
1: yeah I, a little relieved i it is nice to not to not have that it, it was getting kind of exhausting so that's that's gone um i i did the, the
2: lifeguard have... at the gym probably is glad that you've stopped showing her yeah your body
1: Oh no! I still show her. I just, I, I I just, there isn't much to see. (laughs) Look how clear it is.
0: Look how much it's cleared up. See? See how it's cleared up? Look over there. Look at it.
1: Look closer. You can't see.
0: Tracy, right around the waistband, right here. Tracy, you Um, and I should go in halvesies and get Steve in edible arrangements. That's all dates. Nothing but dates. Oh my god. I, I oh, I'm just oh, I'm scratching.
1: Um, no, it, uh, that that's good. But I did have, um, I, I had an actual listener of the show contact mm-hmm. me this last week. Um, that <laughs> had heard me do say it like it's fake, an actual listener, an actual, well, I don't know how they got my number. That's the thing. I mean, I, it's, mm-hmm. I am so unlisted. I am totally off the grid, but, uh, But they reached out, they heard me do a couple of uh, accents, different voices, and said that I might work out okay for this uh, project that they're doing and had me um, audition. And it sounds like I'm going to, you know, sign on to this project and do do some voice work. And I have always wanted to do that. I have always wanted to do actual voiceover work. And I've done a little. I mean, I've, I've dabbled mm-hmm. here and there and, and, um, I mean, I, I did a, an old timey radio show one time where I pretended to be, um, uh, Martin Luther. Um, <laughs> it, it was, it, 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 was some solid work. I really enjoyed it. And it, it was really fun. was. and he, Yeah.
0: Steve, that it was the, a good time. The, the Dave yeah. and Steve show is all about opening doors for people. And I'm just glad that, <laughs> that I could provide you with this opportunity.
1: It's really fun well, to have you know, listeners. At a young age of, you know 46 i'm i'm pretty excited <laughs> to be embarking on this new um career so no it's going to be a lot of fun i'm really really excited and it's um um it's uh for a community that i i i really um am excited to uh work with and serve so it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a lot of fun i'm i'm really excited to do it and i was really excited to tell you guys about it because um, you, I didn't know how you'd react. Oh, this is the uh,
2: seltzer water. water community, right? It, this is, it
1: the... is not the seltzer water community. Um, they have not called me back, <laughs> and I have, I have definitely. They have not called. <laughs> me back. They, they, yeah, they're a tough, they're a tough bunch. We, we
0: did it. We did a, f- uh, we did one of our sponsors back in the day. Steve did the voiceover for it that we've deemed too racy for this version of the show. And We didn't bring it back. But Steve, have you ever thought about sending them your anal sex tape just to see? <laughs> Uh, if that sway- if that sways him at all yeah, <laughs> um, I am a dung beagle singer.
1: That was a good one. That was it. Was really it was good, but it's you're right. It's not. It's not with. The it tone is right of the show. on the
0: border as far as being a, just a tad too much. Like I love yeah. on the comeback.
2: We had all this like collateral material that we're going through, and we're like, nah, put that in the no pile. Yeah. Mm, put that in the no pile. And yeah. what we ended up keeping was a very, very, very small representation. Yeah. Because we of its, were such uh, idiots moments of weakness. back then.
0: Like, I, I an example was one of our commercials was literally, and I, I don't mind saying it. It's still. It's still sophomorically funny but we had this product called mary's dildo and it was literally dill flavored bread dough that, that that mary baked for you and it was called mary's dildo and that kind of stuff like it still makes me laugh does it have a place on the show probably not probably not anymore it's uh it's
1: it, it an easy it was an easy laugh but but yeah correct yeah exactly but anyway um i'm excited to do it it, it it's it's gonna be fun um, and, uh, that's really, that's, that's all I'm going to trouble you with this week.
0: Well, that's great. Uh, I'm glad because normally you go way longer. Uh, We're going to take a very quick break on the Dave and Steve show. We'll be right back after this. Now you can make money safely and securely from the privacy of your own home.
1: Introducing Cash for Cash, the easy and affordable way to turn your unwanted bills and coins into cash
0: now. I didn't know what I was going to do with all the insurance money I got from my husband's death, so I sent it into Cash for Cash, and in just a couple of days, I had all the money I needed to pay my bills
1: and cash for cash is easy to use simply mail your unwanted bills and coins to us in the patented easy true scam mailer and cash for cash will promptly send you a check in the mail minus shipping and handling and a small processing
0: fee after I found that coffee can in the backyard I thought ain't no way I'm gonna be able to do anything with this old money but cash for cash sent me brand new money in exchange and I was able to take the old lady out for a nice dinner
1: So if you got worn out, slightly torn, or even marked bills and coins, Cash for Cash has the solution for you. Recent studies show that dollar-for-dollar value has never been higher. So now is the time. Cash for Cash, where the smart
0: money is. Back on the Dave and Steve Show. One second, guys. I'm going to check right now. Update on Snow Watch 2021. Still dark out. Still can't see anything. I have yeah, no idea. Well, I, yeah. it, it could be a winter wonderland out there. I have no idea.
2: You need those uh, the the floodlights and the alarm going off yeah, to I do. be able to see. That would that would definitely light up your uh, your acreage,
0: your estate. I, I need to have them go down and trip the alarm. Yeah, exactly. So the air raid yeah. siren goes off. All right, let's keep the show going and find out what Tracy has in the headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Oh, yeah.
2: Our first story: Researchers think they've gotten to the bottom of the reason why wombats are able to poop shaped like cubes.
0: Wait, cubes the, wa- the wombats out. are Hold shaped on. like cubes?
2: hang on hold on a second
1: no, that, that's real they, they wombats poop cubes researchers think they've gone to the
2: bottom of the reason why wombats are able to have poop shaped like cubes yeah. but come out of their round hole they're pixelated it doesn't matter how, how, how much I've researched yeah, i researched this i rehearsed this so much and then
0: Have you guys been on like, whether it's Instagram or any of them, and you see the oddly satisfying videos where people are like cutting the bars of soap and all the little cubes are coming off. Have you seen those videos? No. Do you know you really? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, They've like, they've like cross sectioned a, a bar of soap, like over and over and over again. And then they take the knife and they run it long way across. So it like cuts the top off and it makes all these little cubes. And that's what I was thinking of. Like it might be oddly satisfying to watch a wombat poop if it's similar.
2: Well, the, the researchers agree. A study published last month in soft matter reveals how the wombat's intestines constrict.
0: Is, is that the... a publication? Can I subscribe yep. to soft matter? It's I, it's I, a publication
1: um for people that poo about people that poo yeah. and about the poo they have. Soft matter.
0: Yeah, what a niche.
1: what a what a nuanced way to say
0: crap. I ha- I have to look now. I have to see. So yeah, go look ahead. On keep, a different keep, browser. keep going, Tracy, <laughs> keep going. Tracy
2: bear nosed wombats can excrete four to eight scat pieces at a time and may poop up to a hundred cubes a day. And after the wombat uh, wombat defecates, the furry critter collects the two centimeter size cubes and places them all around their territory, possibly to communicate with other wombats or attract
0: mates. Uh, soft Matter is a peer-reviewed scientific journal covering the science of soft matter. It is published by the Royal Society of Chemistry, and the editor-in-chief is Darren Poshan. I mean, way to go, Darren. Right. Uh, the oh, journal wait. was established in 2005. Initially, it was published monthly, but as submissions increased, it switched to 24 issues a year in 2009, and then wow. to 48 issues in 2012. So it does 48 yeah, once issues they- a year.
2: Yeah, once they've started covering the poop stories, I'm sure their circulation actually <laughs> took off. So. It is literally anyway, a weekly
0: publication on poop. This apparently,
2: uh, they, the the uh, wombat has like kind of a stretchy intestines, and um, the way it's shaped allows their uh, poop to come out like cubes, even though... Um... Now, I, I've i played with Play-Doh a lot in my life to know that the, the, the shape that you uh, ram uh, the shape of the hole, you ram something through usually comes out the shape of the, of the hole. But in, in the wombats case, it's. uh, it's, I just uh, wanted that
0: clean so I could get that for next week's previously on. Uh, So I've already heard back. I've already heard back from Darren Pochan, the editor in chief of soft matter weekly. Uh, He's going to be on the show next week. So we'll talk to him. I was was
1: like, we are talking to soft matter (laughs) editor, but he's, he is busy. Because he's putting out forty-eight issues a year. We have so Soft many matter.
2: poop stories that we have to cover. I, I we're gonna have to have to get back we, to you.
1: Uh, we we at Soft Matter are gonna do a story about the top of <laughs> Steve's head. Yeah.
0: That is, that's quite a that's a prestigious role to hold, and I hope we get to talk to him soon. So Tracy Our Wombat seven, Wombat yes. cubes.
2: Yes. Oh, is that it? I, I, is I, it? That that's it. They're, okay. they're round hole square. <laughs> That's kind <laughs> of gets to the bottom of it. Uh ah! story number two. Ah, before it's released. Uh, Before it released its mega hit game Fortnite, Epic was known for creating one of the most popular game engines in the world, which, served as the backbone of countless games that you love. Of course, we're talking about the Unreal Engine. But while Fortnite is defined uh, by its cartoony meme violence, the Unreal Engine has been celebrated for pushing the bounds of visual realism. So now Epic is sharing their latest breakthrough on its engine, which features what they call metahumans. MetaHumans are highly convincing, completely digital people. But the twist, while high-end digital characters can require months or more to create an artist using MetaHuman, their one software product can construct them in mere minutes. Their skin ranges from porcelain to freckled to wrinkled to uh, tons of back hair sun weathered leather and when they speak their lips don't appear to pop out from the model as many of the artificially generated faces do but they clearly have connected to the skin and muscles through their entire face
0: it's uh, so i've seen it obviously i work in games it's it's amazing technology they look better than any human we've ever seen in a video game before the unfortunately the where these things tend to fall apart. So the demo I saw and Tracy, maybe you've seen more. I'm not sure. (laughs) It was still images of the humans that were created, which look very, very real. And it was very close up uh, videos of them talking where things start to fall apart is in all of the subtle intricacies of a human, which is why something like, what is the Tom Hanks Polar Express? It's why the Polar Express is so terrifying Because they don't they don't pick up on all the little subtle human cues that make those things believable in terms of and I say this because I I know this is boring. I won't labor on this long, but as it with an animation background, there were things that I was taught along the way. An example being when you are talking to somebody who is less than five feet away from you, your eyes tend to cross slightly and they cross more. If that person gets closer to you when they stand further back, your eyes widen back out again. Those types of things are usually lost in these types of translations. And the result is the uncanny valley. Whereas a human, our human brain goes, wow, that looks weird, almost like a human, but there's something that bothers me about it. And it's because there are a number of those, just like the eyes crossing, there's a number of factors like that with how the mouth moves, the way the muscles are connected in the face, all those different types of things. That's the part that's really hard to get right.
2: And it's and it's one of those things where it is a small detail, but when we have when we have put we've tucked that piece of information away in our brain and we know what it's normal. When we don't see it, we get like almost like the Madden uh, EA Sports kind of thing where the characters have these undead eyes, right, that just stare right. blankly, and everything else looks great. We can recognize them, but they definitely look like. Um, you know, subhuman characters.
0: And to your point, we do, as humans, we don't realize how many of these things we chamber away in terms of very subtle things that we've learned from one another and that we see every day. One of the things that just bothers artists and they have such a hard time with is drawing human hands. There's two right. reasons for that. One is hands are very complex. they are They've got a lot of moving parts on them. And two... More than anything else, except for faces, we see hands the most every day. They're always out in front of you doing something, you're seeing someone else's hands. So we know exactly what a hand should look like, and therefore, if a hand is slightly wrong, you know it is slightly wrong. You may not be able to know exactly why, but you, as a person who is not an artist, can see it and go, that's a messed up looking hand. It's the exact same thing. Like it
2: it is really hard. I learned (laughs) that when I was in high school, um, I was a decent artist and, and, uh, took a lot of art classes, but what I started learning to do is I took everybody that I drew, so I draw like a sports scene or something like that. And then what I would do is I would literally chop their hands off so (laughs) that the arms would come out to like a flat stump. And I did this series called look, mom, no hands. Um, because and I thought it was clever, but really I just couldn't draw hands. You
0: didn't want to draw hands, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I I, people I get people all the time who say that they like Polar Express. Man, I hate that movie, and I don't just hate it because the Uncanny Valley thing. I just that that movie just does not float my boat at all. That is not the Christmas classic that so many people make it out to be. And listen, I'll watch anything. We I was just having this conversation today with my wife when it comes to Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is one of the few actors on the face of the earth. I don't need to care. I don't need a plot point. I don't need the title of the movie. I just need to know Tom Hanks is in the movie and I'm there. I will watch the movie. Ever
2: since bosom buddies, you've said that.
0: (laughs) And, and nine Mm -hmm. times out of 10 or better. I've, I feel like I got my money's worth watching the Tom Hanks thing. Polar express. As far as I'm concerned is the one exception. I hate that.
2: Yeah, that, had, that ticked the boxes for everything I liked on paper. Right. Trains, Christmas, and all those things. Yeah, didn't like it that much. Yeah,
0: and the weird part was Steven Tyler at the end and all that. It was just, I don't know. That was a weird movie. Steve, you're a big Polar Express fan.
1: I was I was going to say <laughs> it ticked a bunch of boxes. Trains, Christmas. Steven Tyler is an elf. You know, just like <laughs> I was really waiting for that to come through. And then Dave totally pow. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah, you know, that there's, I mean, I, I think it's charming, but also I'm like, those aren't people. Don't yeah. follow, don't follow those people onto a train and go someplace. Don't don't do that. And I did, I don't like I I mean the um the dancing of the uh, the hot chocolate scene way too precise. Like it, like you need to throw one of them off just a little bit. Okay, <laughs> one of them needs to be like um, the guy they called last. Like, um, yeah, okay, I guess he can do it, but we have to put him toward the back. Yeah, I want to see that the dancer that didn't quite get all the moves <laughs> right. You know, it's why the remake
2: of Willy Wonka also the Oompa Loompas were that was that was a bad
1: yeah yes yeah. yeah you you need you need multiple oompa loompas you can't just have one person doing the same thing it's yeah
0: i got no, say I, I,
2: got... I could suspend enough reality to believe that oompa loompas actually exist but when they were <laughs> doing what they were doing i'm like okay this is all bets are that's off. not
0: real yeah. i i have a very serious question well it's not a very serious question i don't even know why i said it was a serious question it's just a question but I have a question for you guys and we won't stay on this too long i I, i'm just curious (laughs) have you ever been attracted to a video game character Uh, and i i mean like truly attracted i'm talking like a so think along the lines of a listen in our case we're all heterosexual males so i'm going to use a heterosexual male example laura croft tomb raider something like That,
2: that that was the first one that came to mind
0: There was Um, a Sony did a a, they've done a series of games called Uncharted and the first Uncharted game there was a and I'm never going to remember her name, but there was literally a blonde character in that who was part of the storyline and she was sort of the semi love interest. I found myself attracted to that character and that was the first time where I felt like they had done enough to sort of progress to that next level of realism to where I actually thought like that's a that's a very beautiful attractive character and so I was just curious if you guys have ever had that experience with I I mean I can't really point to many examples but that was one that Um, sticks out
2: not not uh not visually attracted uh yet I'm open to it though but um (laughs) but uh the voice uh, a woman's voice that was in the uh the old windows game outpost um, was this was is the, specific? Yes, it was a very, very, very provocative voice that uh that uh made the game very moving. For Steve,
0: me. you have got to look up who that actress is. We'll try to get her on the show and we'll have her say really sexy things specifically to Tracy in that, <laughs> that voice. Sounds, that that sounds
1: amazing. Okay, um, well, that'll that be sounds great. Yeah, um. <clears throat>
0: She'll, she'll say things like, hey, Tracy, I would notice the wedding ring. <laughs> so tell so me more. Is that
1: sterling yeah. silver? Yeah. I like that. I like the way that feels Not against as my skin. Sterling
2: is your personality.
0: Huh? All right, Tracy, story well, number seven.
2: New $614 million oh, hotel is opening <laughs> in Las Vegas, but instead of casinos and nightclubs, guests can expect a spa, fitness, and wellness center. That's because the Majestic... Las Vegas will be a non-gaming, non-smoking with six restaurants, a medical spa and a fitness and wellness
0: center. I I I may not have heard this correctly. Sorry if I did, you may have to repeat the entire thing you just said. But still, are you saying still. that there's a new casino that's not a casino in Vegas?
2: That's pretty much it. So this is going to uh, live uh, right on the strip. And so guests will be able to receive personalized nutrition and fitness plans created by nutritionists and trainers, as well as having access to classes with yoga, spinning and interval training. Oh, and of course, there will be a spa treatments on offer at the impressive 70,000 square foot spa. So this is a basically a spa resort with 50 cabanas, with offering views of the Las Vegas strip. And this is what's um, showing up and it contains it's a five, Also a tied to a five star hotel with 720 luxurious uh, suites.
1: So no gaming and no smoking. And it doesn't sound like there's going to be a hell of a lot of drinking going on there
0: either. Well, unless it's fruit smoothies. Well, yeah.
1: And they're going to put this on the Las Vegas strip. Yeah.
0: I've only been to Vegas twice. Both times I gravitated heavily towards old Vegas, Fremont. I love yeah, being yeah. in that section, the dingier, more rundown, a little more seedy, a little weirder. That's the part that I liked. I didn't $3 like $3 tables. Yes. I didn't <laughs> like the new Vegas. I, the new Vegas was way too glitzy and glamory and, it just, it, it did not do it for me. And this is, this is even yeah. worse. Like I don't, I don't gamble a lot. And when I go to Vegas, I certainly don't. I bet, I bet on my last trip to Vegas, I literally bet a hundred dollars tops for the entire time. We are three or four days. We were there. I'm not a gambler. And yet this is a stupid idea to me. I want to at least be around gambling when I go to Vegas. If I'm going to go to yeah, Vegas. And this
2: is, This is, this is resting on very expensive real estate. Yeah. As well. Yeah. And so it's it, it's an yeah. interesting uh, thing and definitely one of a kind in the central central area of um, the Las Vegas. Do you trips, think the uh, surrounding
0: casinos are taking bets on how long it is before they have betting machines in this building? One hundred
1: percent. One hundred percent. They're doing that. And the so what's interesting is no smoking, no drinking on one side um, and then um, personalized nutrition and massages on the other side. I am I am pleased by neither. Yeah, I, there's like I'm not I'm not interested in yeah you in either either of those
0: things. Yep. You don't go to yeah, Vegas I mean, for any of that.
1: No, no,
0: yeah.
2: For me, it's just. Uh prime rib dinners at uh, midnight and Hoover Dam. That's really all yeah. I really want. At the, at the <laughs>
0: end of Fremont, they have that heart attack grill, that place where you weigh yourself before yeah. and you weigh yourself after and everybody's dressed up like nurses and you all the burgers are supposed to give you a heart attack and all that. That's what I want from Vegas. I would never eat there, but that's what I want from Vegas. I don't want the reverse. I don't want the veggie smoothies and the, and the massages and the nutrition coaches. That's not, that's not my jam.
1: Oh, God, yeah, that just sounds exhausting. That like oh yeah. It's not it's not my thing.
0: Steve, you're you well, are you are a bit of a gambler, but I also know that you're so you you're a bit of a gambler, but there's I would say a lot of Vegas that doesn't really appeal to you because a lot of it is the drinking and the smoking and all that kind of stuff that goes along with it. Do you like going to Vegas?
1: Yeah, I do. I like um I, I like the entertainment that's there there's, there's a lot of really like any, any given night you can show up at a comedy club and you're going to see top notch comedy, um, or you're going to see a, a great show, whether it's some kind of a Cirque du Soleil or, you know, some kind of, you know, stage show, you're going to be able to catch a really good show.
2: There's no Um, shortage of it. That's for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there, there is good food there. Um, you can find incredible dining, um, options there that, that you're going to really, really enjoy. The people watching is amazing. Um, I'm not a smoker. I'm not a drinker, but, um, but I do, um, I do gamble on occasion far less now that we have a kid because I'm just like, well, that's books that I could be buying for, you know? So, so that isn't like super appealing to me, but I will, you know, I'll put a little money in a machine or if I, if I find a low limit table, which you can't. Yeah, in new vegas um if, if you can bet anything less than 25 dollars, then uh, maybe i'll yeah. sit down and do it for a minute but um but yeah i uh i i do actually i do enjoy las vegas if i was invited to go i'd probably go but it's not some place where i'd be like hey let's go to vegas right um, right 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 you know but if i went i would have a great time like, I think, I, there'd be no doubt
0: i think i've said it on the show before i think but My last experience with Vegas, when we were flying in, I was sitting next to the couple that we flew in with and I was looking out the window and I had this, like, I don't know if you want to call it an epiphany or what it is, but from far away, as you're flying into Las Vegas, you see the lights and you see the glitz and you, even then you can see the lights tracking on the different signs and all the stuff and the coaster going around at the top of the New York city one or it is, yeah, New York, New York, all the different things going on. And you're like, this, this is amazing. This looks so cool. And then you land and you get in the car and now you're on street level and you're like, Oh yeah, these are, I mean, Oh, those palm trees are actually fake. There's some, you're starting to see like a little bit of the, the veneer has worn off cause you're, you're one click closer in. Then you get out of the car and you, you're now walking on the street and you start to see cigarette butts and grime in the corners. And you got people coming up to you trying to give you porn pamphlets and all these different things. <clears throat> you're like, this place is kind of a shithole. So I, I was I was remarking this to the to the guy that I that that you know of the couple that we'd flown in with, and then later we went to Fremont, and from across the or not across the street from from a long ways back, we saw these two beautiful girls. They had big feather, giant, extravagant feather boas on, rhinestones, all these sparkles, and I was like, that's amazing. Look at them, because you know you got the dipshit running around in the Borat thong and all that stuff wanting to take pictures. But these two, like, they looked like Vegas. I mean, they they it was they yeah. were pretty amazing. And so Classic. he was like he he Vegas actually said, Get my picture with them. I want to get my picture taken with them. And we knew we'd have to give them five bucks or ten bucks or whatever. But anyway, he goes up to them and, and it was the exact he said to me later, I was having flashbacks of what you were saying about flying into Vegas. As we took a few steps closer, you were like, Oh, they're not young. They're actually they look like they're probably in their fifties now. And then you took a few steps closer and you saw like the really bad, like neck tattoos that they had and you saw that they were they they i mean these ladies had lived hard and you could tell that they had lived hard and it was that kind of thing of like from from far away vegas looks pretty good and then you get up close and you're like this is not what i was i thought i was buying when i was landing in the airplane <laughs> it,
1: it became its own metaphor
0: yeah yeah it it, it, it it really did and that's that's my experience with vegas is that if you sort of keep that 50,000 foot view and you don't really get into the minutia of how, because when you really think about it and everybody has thought about this, Vegas is built on a lot of people losing a lot of money. Like Steve said, not buying books for their kids because they're spending the money in Vegas trying to win that one last one or win it all back or whatever it might be. It's actually a pretty sad place when you, but it's, it's encased in lights and neon and all that shit that goes along with it. So you're like, ah, this place is, it's pretty cool as long as you just sort of stay in that mindset and it's hard for me to stay in that mindset when i go there i just wind up feeling bad for people not really wanting to be there and it's always it's been the same experience both yeah, times where it, by the third a place day i'm to like go
2: yeah it's not a place to go to be empathetic no that's for sure it's uh so you need to like yeah whatever part of your brain uh operates on that uh you need to leave that back
1: on <laughs> kindness uh, and respect for your yeah clarity. the kind yeah. respect sure.
2: empathy yeah, the all all the things you've learned to strengthen your emotional IQ, your your emotional quotient. Yeah, yeah. That's, just Don't just don't do that. Hey, uh, speaking of intelligence, the intelligence of pigs has long been renowned, and scientists in the United States have now found that there are cle- they are clever enough to be able to use computer joysticks. Researchers at Purdue University in Indiana said they were able to train four pigs to carry out a joystick-operated video game tasks in order to get treats
0: this is what well, now now i can't eat them <laughs> no i'm fine eat, eat them but this is what that listen we we've all grown up in very rural settings I, like all three of us did i always heard this exact same thing what i always heard was that sheep are the dumbest creatures on the face of the earth and pigs are much smarter than they're given credit for they always said that like pigs can find ways to undo the latches on fences to get out they can do all these yeah. different things like Nine times out of ten is motivated by trying to get some food, getting more to eat. But yeah, in the small town where nine I times up, out
1: of ten, that's what I'm doing to yeah. defeat latches. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to get into my refrigerator and stuff. So, I mean, what's the difference?
2: In the small town where I grew up, uh, the pigs uh, uh, built a, a hospital. <laughs>
0: so. I just, I just now picture. Wendy giving Steve a, a joystick and telling him he's got to figure out how to use it to get the fridge to open. <laughs> it's just Steve clicking the thing back and forth. And- it's
1: not that blatant, but yeah, I, I know there's some psych- psychological experiments <laughs> yeah, going on yeah, in the house. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: The pig's success rate in the task was described by researchers as remarkable and indicative of their behavioral and cognitive flexibility. The animals, a pair of two-year-old micro pigs and two three-month-old Yorkshire pigs were trained to manipulate a joystick in order to control a cursor on a computer to monitor, researchers said in a study. Uh, the cursor could be used to hit three targets of varying difficulty on the screen, and when the target was hit, an automatic pellet dispenser released the food.
1: Now, what'll be really interesting is when one of those pigs teaches another pig to do it, like, go hey, just go over there and you do this, you do this and you do this. And then look, hey, check it out. It just drops out of the machine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, tr- do that. Do that 15 times and you're, you're, you're set. So <laughs> like it, it teaches another one. That's when, that's when it's like, oh yeah, we shouldn't yeah. be eating
0: them.
2: Exactly. So, and then gets its own YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah.
0: In the nineties. There was a time where everybody went through this craze of pot belly pigs. A couple oh, of celebrities facts. had pot pigs. It became this yeah. thing. And so we got caught up in the whole pot <laughs> phenomenon. So we did the thing. Back then, this was probably not pre-internet, but it was pretty close to pre-internet. I forget if we found it on the early days of the internet or if we looked it up in a literal classified ad but we found this this person selling potbelly pigs. My wife wanted one. She wanted to, we were literally going to keep it in the house, Steve, that little house we lived in in Kittitas. Yeah. We were going to have the potbelly pig in the house with us cuz you can potty train them and we we're going to raise this little potbelly pig. So my wife goes to work. I'm I'm I've got the cash in hand. I go and I pick up this little piglet. And it's the cutest little thing. And they put it in this little cardboard box and it rides on the passenger seat next to me. I bring it home. I've paid for it. I bring it in the house. It's in the house for about a half an hour and it starts squealing and it is the most shrill, loud squeal. And this went on for hours. I tried to feed it. I tried to water it. I tried anytime I would even touch it, it would just squeal and scream. So I've got this thing. It's trapped in our like our um, laundry where we had the washing machine and dryer because it was a linoleum floor in there. I've got it in there. I bring it in where all like the carpet is because I think, well, maybe it doesn't like being on the linoleum. No, same thing. I'm trying to put blankets on it, whatever I can. This went on for several hours. She was at work, eight hour work shift at at the restaurant she worked at. I finally called her on the phone and I had to yell at her over the phone because the pig was so loud. (laughs) And I had to say, I'm sorry, we're not keeping this thing. And she could hear it in the background. My wife never saw that pig. I bought it. I brought it home and I had it out to Neil Wilson's farm before she ever made it home. And Neil Wilson raised that pig and eventually ate it. And it was not the worst part of this entire story is it was not a goddamn potbellied pig. It was just a it wasn't like a full size like sow like you would see at the (laughs) fair. But 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 it was a it was a it was a pretty healthy sized pig by the time it got done so we didn't even know like we didn't know what a potbelly pig we didn't we just saw a little piglet it was cute and i brought it home but that was our we literally owned a pig for less than eight hours
1: was it weaned too quickly is what i'm thinking probably
0: probably it was probably wanting to get some milk from mom and mom was nowhere around and it wasn't having any of it and if we had stuck with it we probably could have calmed it down over a couple of days but that was such a shrill headache inducing yeah. awful oh, sound no.
1: yeah that would be terrifying
0: in that tiny little house that we had so i owned a pig for less than eight hours my wife never met it that's <laughs> that's, that's that's my auto- autobiography title
2: but uh can you imagine the high scores
0: that yeah. pig got <laughs> under, uh, <laughs> did Atari you teach in any video games yeah
1: could it play duke nukem
0: yeah holy shit i had yeah. forgotten all about that pig until you brought this up tracy thanks for that
2: yeah uh, you're welcome and that's the news fellas
0: all right. Well, we're, uh, we're, we've hit an hour. We can wrap things up. Uh, I did want to ask Tracy anything else other than those fantastic headlines that you always bring, uh, anything else you'd like to add?
2: Well, you know, I, uh, I wanted to have a minute, uh, uh, for the show. Um, but I didn't.
0: It's <laughs> really good. You may have noticed. That's really um,
2: good. no, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, this week to see if, uh, if, uh, my family, uh, um notices when i
1: leave the state
0: why don't next week you do a minute about your lack of minute this week and what a loser you are hey steve anything you want to add
1: i i have nothing i want to add
0: well then we're gonna wrap things up and get the hell out of here we typically record on a thursday we're recording tonight on a friday because of a snafu that we had yesterday frankly the snafu is just the fact that we've all had a an awful butt-filled week and uh we didn't, we didn't get to recording it last night. So we're recording tonight. It's Friday night. We're going to get the hell out of here uh, for Tracy, for Steve, and for me, Dave. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Steve Show.